And this is Jake Ellenberger, UFC welterweight fighter, and you are listening to The Deal. Hello and welcome to The Deal, the 2nd Brigade 1st Cavalry Division's official podcast. I'm Army Sergeant Elliot Valdez. With me, I have Army Staff Sergeant Jonathan Hoover. Present. And also we have Army Captain Marcus Byrne. And accounted for. Ah, yes. And today we have a special show. We know it's been a while. But we are here at the East USO on Bagram Airfield with a special show. Today, MMA SWA is visiting troops out here, mixed martial arts pros, the world-famous Cutman Stitch, Jacob Duran, Amir Sh- uh, Shadola. That's, that's right. Shadala. I think it's Sadala. Sadala. Okay. Brian Garcia and George Garcia uh, from MMA Junkies. Uh, a couple more MMA guys. They're going to be signing autographs. They're meeting with soldiers. So it's an exciting afternoon for everyone around here. Um, as we're waiting. We're here early. We got to our little portable podcast studio set up. Um, so it's a good time. A good, good day for soldiers here. They're excited. So when you say studio, you just mean a table. Uh, when I say yes, <laughs> I mean a table. Uh, we... Uh, <laughs> Uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to them on the show. Hopefully we'll, after they get done signing autographs, meeting with all the soldiers, maybe we can get a little time for to talk to them. That's that's our big plan right now. But uh, we got some hot topics too. We're also going to be talking about. So again, welcome to the sixth episode of the deal. It's it's been a while, but Captain Marcus Byrne will now explain why we haven't been on for a while. Captain Marcus Byrne. Well, uh, see, it's really simple because of the uh, shutdown and the furlough. We uh, we couldn't do the no. Actually, it's because we've been out and about trying to get to all the places where all of our uh, soldiers are at, and we are covering three uh, regional commands right now, which is usually the job of you know the three-star headquarters that is here. You know, so we're covering an area that size. And we're trying to get out to all of our soldiers, get shoutouts from them, get pictures of and stories about what their mission is and how they're operating out here and what they're doing and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, so we've been off for a while, but. Uh, we're expecting to get back on a schedule of one every two weeks, and we're trying to work that out. Uh, we've been out uh, to uh, Airborne, Fenty, CAF, uh, Apache, Passab, uh, and and back here, back at Bagram, every place in between. So we've been we've been out and about, especially shout-outs. Uh, I'm trying to get uh, as many people as I can. We're so spread out across uh, the country that yeah. uh, I think that's important for those guys to get a chance to it, get some face time. It really demonstrates how, how big our mission is here when you have – you know, a brigade combat team that's involved in basically three regional commands it takes a lot, you know, a lot of time and energy to <laughs> try and get people out there. Right. And then we, what we had trouble with was getting you back with all the <laughs> stuff you had. We right. had to get you back. So that was an issue as well. And get that and put that together. So, uh, yeah, we are here once again at the uh, USO East Bagram. And uh, there's some soldiers coming in through the door. It's uh, pretty nice. We got some folks ready definitely to, to meet some MMA guys. Like I said, hopefully we'll be talking to them. Uh, on the show, but uh, that brings up uh, maybe that's a little hot topic issue on on why we haven't been up on the air. But uh, now we're going to go into the real hot topics. Hot topics. That's right. We can make it happen. All right. So this week we put it, or not this week, actually a while back we put it up a couple times on our Facebook page, uh, so we can get some questions out there. Uh, hot topics. We got some good ones here. Our first question: What is Charlie Company 2BSTB? So when my, my soldier tells me. Uh, Charlie Company 2BSTB. That oh, oh, MMA guys are here. Uh, I saw they that. Just, they, Stitch. Just, they just walked through the door. Yep. The Cutman Stitch, world famous, uh, has come through the door. So that's what's going on. We'll go ahead and finish uh, doing some hot topics, though, yeah, before so we get topics. over there. Uh, so my, my soldier's in uh, Charlie Company 2BSTB. What does that mean? Uh, it essentially means your soldier is in Charlie Company 2BSTB. Stitch, Stitch just said hi to me. He just <laughs> said hi to me. I thought they'd be bigger. 
No, no. He just said how to. Well, I you could should go him. try and take him down. See what happens. I could probably take him. I could probably do that. Oh, you say that now. Oh man, so that's awesome. Um, Am I taking? You want to come, Miles? Mr. Jacob Duran, how you doing, sir? You even know my name. How you doing? What's up, Everyone knows who you are, sir. I, t- I tell you what, uh, welcome. To, we are doing a podcast for our, our brigade, especially for um, you coming out here meeting with the soldiers. Right. Um, We're with 2nd Brigade, 1st Cavalry Division. All right. The, big, the big horse head patch. Uh, I know you guys well, man. You guys are true warriors. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, we are. So, um, yeah. So, what's it like? Are you, is this your first stop here in country? Now, uh, you know, we're in... Uh, Kazakhstan, <laughs> somewhere up there. We just got, yeah, we got in today, yeah. and uh, uh, we went and did a little seminar. Uh, Jake Allenberger and Amir Sadala worked out with the Special Forces guys, and I got nice. to wrap a couple of hands, and uh, <laughs> you know, we had a great time, and you know, got to see what you guys do, and really appreciate what you guys do, and you know, it's uh, for us, we're honored, you know, to have made this trip over here, and and supporting you guys, and and having some fun, man, and you know, yeah, it's kind of hanging out. Yeah. That's cool. I think it's great to have you guys here. A lot of people, if they don't know, I'm going to describe what you do. If you see the the MMA fights, you're standing right there off the side of the ring. You you put the the grease there on their forebrow. You check them out, make sure they got all their stuff. You're that man standing right there. Uh, do you feel nervous for those guys? Are you nervous that something might bad might happen? Nah, you know what? You know these guys are. You know they're they're modern day gladiators. They're they're with in the sport what you guys are in real life. You know these guys are gladiators, and and I'm kind of like their their father. Uh, but my job is to take care of them. You know, I, uh, I wrap their hands, take care of them, you know, so that they don't break them. And uh, come fight time, you know, if they get cut or, you know, they get bruised and all that, my job is to give them that opportunity to win every fight possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're my babies, man. You're some bad boys, and uh, <laughs> but they're my babies, and I love them, man. You know, and it's uh, it, for me, it's an honor just to work with them. So you make the relationship between what we do as soldiers, uh, gladiators, and then what those guys are doing. Have you seen, like, uh, you, you see that, that gladiator mentality kind of out here? Oh, no, absolutely. And, you know, uh, the questions I've been asking you guys, you know, and I'll bring it up. And, 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 you know, Mike Tyson, I asked Mike Tyson one time, you know, there's a spurt, there's a certain little thing that every fighter has. Some guys are better than others. Some guys condition, whatever the technique. But there's one little iota that every fighter has. And what is it? And Mike Tyson says, you got to learn to take the pain, right? Which is real, really, it's the truth. But with you guys, it's and, and what I found out is, you know, guys have done tours two, three, and I found out seven, eight times. And, and I asked that same question, and it's the brotherhood. And that really, I mean, that just touches my heart to know that, you know, this goes on. And, and the American people, you know, don't really see. I didn't understand it uh, until I got here. And uh, to me, it's, uh, I mean, it just gives me chills right now just talking to you about that's it. Awesome. That's, that, awesome. that's what I wanted to talk to him about because I, I know there's that little spark between soldiers and fighters as well. A lot of soldiers are huge fans of MMA and it's that soldier brotherhood that that sort sort of relates MMA to soldiering and fighting as well so no no I, absolutely you, you know well. like say you know we're we're the sports side of what you guys do uh, but you know when when you get to meet these guys like Jake Allenberger and Amir Sadala they are they're glad they're modern day gladiators that you know and I feel like the guy in the old days of the Coliseum where I go down to the dungeon and I put the armor on their chest and you know I put them on their legs and I send them out there and, and, and they go out there and fight each other that's what I do you know okay. but these guys like you guys they're they're gladiators and uh, you know what you guys do is tremendous and you know you guys are having your little podcast here you guys are doing a great job and and you know it's nice this kind of takes you away from the real life of, of what you guys do and that's making America better do you know what uh, modern army Cabados program is no that's basically uh, the Army's martial arts program, but uh, there's like five levels, but I am level two certified. <laughs> uh So I've been punched in the head probably a total of 
25 times. Yeah, yeah. so you know what it's like uh, to take the pain, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I know what it's like to take the pain, and I can never even fathom operating on the level that those guys do. It's just incredible. Yeah, you know, and, and what's really a trip, man, is I'm sitting there working with them, and, and I can hear the thumping, and I could hear this, and, and these guys are taking some major shots. I remember when Chuck Liddell fought Vandalay Silva. They're just cracking each other, man. I could just hear it, and I'm thinking, wow. And then after that, they hug each other, you know. Yeah, as you can see, the scars above my eye. You know, I'm not phase two like Captain Byrne, but I've taken my hits. You know, I would I wouldn't say I'm a great fighter, but you know. And, and for the rest I'm of it, he was just born with that look. That's just yeah. how that, how he was. That born is with. that is perfection <laughs> at, at its best. Well, well, you know, Sergeant Hoover, I take care of ugly like this, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll make it. I'll make it look pretty, brother. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Well, maybe maybe if you'd have been there, I wouldn't have these. Yeah, that was, those, those here. are pretty nice. But you know, me as a cut man, I like stuff like that, man. You know, yeah. because I do make a difference in a fighter's career. I've changed careers. You know, I've made a lot of money for fighters. I've I've saved them world title fights, and and uh, you know, it, to me, it's it's quite an honorable thing. And I was just kidding with you. You're, you're <laughs> oh, a good no, looking no. man. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. Uh, so um, hopefully we get to talk to some uh, other people. I know y'all are going to do some autographs here and kind of meet with the soldiers and stuff. So maybe after that we can get uh, you know get back again if you want to stop by we're going to be right here for the entire time man whatever you guys want it's an honor man i'm telling you we're here for we're here to have fun and uh you know if we could do it through talking through mma and all that then we're here awesome awesome thank you all right my pleasure guys appreciate it yes sir well that that was that was great that was that was fantastic Uh, i mean that's amazing so we're gonna we're gonna be talking to them in a little bit more yeah definitely how often does the stitch man ufc the seen someone beat Badly, I mean, really Tell you badly. That you're ugly. Like bad, ugly. Like just horrible. Like hit every branch on the way down. Just. Th- am I making the point? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll talk later. <laughs> we'll talk later. We'll talk later. I'm gonna get one of these guys to choke you out. All right. <laughs> Did we answer the first question? Did we even get to answer we, the first we didn't question? Answer Our first question: Charlie What is Charlie BSTB. Company Two BSTB? I have a soldier down range. What does that mean? All right, so Charlie Company is their company designation. A company is usually 150 to 200 soldiers, depending on the type of company it is. So, yeah, company troops and batteries that are all at that level. Uh, Then up above them, you have the battalion headquarters. Uh, So your soldier happens to be in uh, 2BSTB, which is the Brigade Special Troops Battalion, which sort of is the battalion that has all the companies of those special support soldiers like MI, uh, UAVs, our, our signal support has a bunch of those soldiers in it. So if your if your uh, son is in Charlie Company, that means he's in the engineer company. That's for the engineer company that supports the entire brigade. So those elements will be you know uh, sent out to support you know like one five cav, one eight cav, four nine cav, any of our you know our fighting units out there. They'll go out and support them with whatever engineer support they need. So uh, BSTB is also known as the Spartans, so that's their nickname. And each company will have a nickname, and sometimes platoons have nicknames. Right. So it's kind of hard to keep up with, but if you know, you're, uh, if you know your, your loved one is in Charlie Company to BSTB, you're doing better than like 95% of people keeping up with who they're with and where they're at. All right, that, make, that makes – thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, there's a lot of names everyone. It goes, uh, you know, two BSTB, Spartans, you know, Delta 1A Cab, they're Desperados. Yeah, and it's like it's like the brigade headquarters. We're Blackjack headquarters, right? Well, we're also HHC brigade, dealers. the dealers, but we're part of the BSTB as well because we have to have a battalion headquarters as well. 
So we're not HHC to BSDB, we're HHC Brigade, but we're also Spartans because we're part of the BSDB. See, there's a lot of numbers and digits in there. That that's, It gets confusing very easy, so I can understand that. There's a lot of math and whatnots in there, so sometimes yeah. dividing by pi, I mean... You know, I'm in the... I'm a- I'm in the army, and I just got confused. And you just, just got listening. confused, and you've been doing it for a while. You're like the you're like the best soldier I know. Yeah, so. you're like HAC two BSTB brigade <laughs> plus four minus six. So hopefully we cleared that up. Okay, second question: Do soldiers get free time to unwind, or or does it just depend on their MOS? Well, I mean, a lot of it is dependent upon their job. I mean, you know, some like commanders are working, you know, all the time. You know, uh, if you're if you have a special skill, I mean, you're probably in high demand, but here's the thing. There's a thing called uh, what Sar- Command Sergeant Major, the Brigade Sergeant Major, uh, Command Sergeant Major McFarland says it's called fighter management. So basically it's ensuring that soldiers have downtime to, you know, make calls home, uh, get on the Internet, go out, relax. You know, like one thing we're doing now is I play harmonica, you play guitar. That's right. So we're forming a blues explosion band, I guess. And a blues explosion band. And, you know, it's just on our time off. Soldiers have different hobbies. I know that, like, we're here at the USO. That's an available outlet. Mm -hmm. They can hang out here, play video games, Xbox, PS3, watch movies, uh, get on the Internet, Wi-Fi. And it's uh, it's that time to just take it easy. Um, whether it's on their MOS or where they're at in, in country, it also varies. But everywhere I've been to, I've been all these places in the past uh, two months, and uh, there's always a USO there. Yeah. There's always an MWR somewhere around where where soldiers have can take that time and just uh, just in a while. Yeah, and it it's all really dependent upon. Oh, and there's the, also uh, uh, chaplains uh, yeah. also everywhere. Yeah, and it's also dependent. You know, the leaders I've seen in the brigade. Uh, I've been in uh, a couple of brigade combat teams, and I've never seen leaders in a brigade that take as much care to ensure that soldiers. Uh, have a little bit of downtime to unwind and de-stress. So, uh, believe it, or, your, your soldier is getting time to unwind. Yeah, uh, Sergeant Hoover, it, I know specifically you have Fridays designated as your kind of your unwind time. Uh, Skyping. Actually, uh, me. We we Skype Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Is it? it yeah, it, but it's in the evening after work hours. So right. that my downtime yeah that, and that's that's your hobby that you do you get to sky back home with the family but, so I yeah mean, depending upon your rank you know sometimes a little more is expected of you so like, right like you know i don't get designated downtime per se but i find time you know to because right. you know i'm a i'm a primary uh staff officer so i kind of have a obligation. it also probably go back to the individual soldiers time management and what they choose to do with their time yeah like if they get three hours it be up to them to what do I want to do? So, yeah. not all the time, but some most of the time. So, so I think the bottom line is, yes, we practice good fighter management here in, in the Blackjack Brigade. Okay. Because when a soldier has to go out on a, you know, an intense min- a mission, you know, you want them well rested and prepared to, to fight. All right. Well, too easy. I'll tell you what. With, um, those are pretty good answers for our first two questions. We get, this one's a short question. We can get this out of the way easy. Are troops mostly eating MREs or actual regular food? Food. 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 The only time they're not going to eat MREs is if they're out, like, maybe out on a mission right. uh, and they're convoy and they're not getting back for, for a few hours. So, yeah, they'll eat MREs out there. Yeah. But when they get back, there's always hot food uh, at the dining facility waiting and, for and them. And there's another part of this, something we discussed before, is that Afghanistan is drawing down, right? So we have these cops and fobs out there that are shutting down. Well, as they shut down, the logistics infrastructure shuts down as well. Oh, that's awesome. So, that's so right. there, yeah, there may be a, a week period of time where you're eating uh, MREs. But it's n- it's not likely, and it's not going to last very long until that place. Oh, part of the process. 
Yeah, it's all part of the process. That place will completely close down. You're going to get back to a big fob that has a good chow hall with fruits and vegetables. I mean, uh, the chow halls here are really salad bar. Yeah, a fast order line. Yep. Yep. They got a lot of a lot of good stuff. A lot of different choices every day. I got to say that that's actually pretty nice. Yeah. Soldiers uh, are eating well here. I mean, they are eating, well. eating pretty well. So uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to another question here. So now we have um, a good question here. Are there different types of international calling cards, and does it actually matter? Because they want to send calling cards back to here to soldiers so they can call back. Right. Um, any kind of calling card works here because um, we basically just get on a phone where we dial an eight hundred number that's on the back of the card, and it uses the minutes. How it uses those minutes is math that is beyond my realm of comprehension. So you may send a 500-minute card, and it may not be 500 minutes of talk time because of surcharges and service right. fees. And that's you, you got to read the back of the card to see what that is. Uh, but I do know, uh, without endorsing any specific company, there are AT&T calling booths here, which are specifically dedicated to using AT&T calling cards. And those are at almost every FOB and COP that I've been to. Right. So our next question uh, we have is soldiers are getting packages but not mail. I think that's odd because I don't know anybody who hasn't gotten anything. I think there's a human element involved in this. They're not saying, uh, I think the question was about why are people getting packages in like 10 days and it takes three weeks to get a letter. Okay. I think there's a human element involved in this and that's the only thing we can track it down to is that it's harder to sort all of those little cards right. and uh, letters. Takes more time. Than it is to sort packages. Okay. Believe it or not. I've noticed that for packages, for the some of the smaller packages, I'll get a smaller package before I get a bigger package. Yeah. So I know that's like a size thing. Um, for the mail, for the cards and, and uh, regular letter mail, the amount of is so much that mm-hmm. it's probably just taking longer to get yeah, through those. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a huge, especially the APO here at, uh, at uh, Bagram, the, the Army Post Office, the APO, there's a huge amount of mail that just that circulates through that that uh, area so uh, they do a good job of getting it to us but I have received a package in uh, you know seven days right. and it's taken three weeks for me to get a postcard yeah, that and that's just nature of the beast right yeah. there but I, like I say I don't know anybody who has not gotten their mail right I haven't so. heard anything about anybody not receiving it so uh, we'll, we'll 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 get into that more and we can answer that definitely up on Facebook we'll 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 get look into that more for you um, and our, our last and final question here on, on Hot Topics. Uh, so when's the new podcast? Now. <laughs> and it's right happening now. right now here live. Right now. Well, it happened live. in the past. It happened in the past in your well, time. It could have happened in the future. We are in the future. We live in the future the states. here. But, uh, yeah, we're here at the East USO on Bagram Airfield. Once again, uh, we have the MMA SWA uh, USO tour coming through today. They're meeting with soldiers, signing autographs. Hopefully we get a chance to talk with a little bit more of those guys yeah. on just uh, their experience. There is a Gracie here. here. So, I mean, if you know anything about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know that yeah. Gracie is like the people who started it. So. The people who started it. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, we'll learn more. I'm going to learn more about it. But uh, we appreciate your questions. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll make a post on every time we do a deal for questions if uh, on our Facebook page, but you don't have to wait for that, really. If you have questions, send us a message on our Facebook page. Second Blackjack Brigade, 1st Cavalry Division. That is Hot Topics. It's coming straight from the listeners. So we're going to take a break. I was down in southern Afghanistan with 1-8 Cav, and I got a chance to talk with the commander about their mission, morale, and, and how they're doing. This is that interview. The dusty, rocky southern mountains of Afghanistan is where you'll find forward operating base Apache. Everywhere you look, you'll see Romanian soldiers and soldiers from the 1st Infantry Division. But look a little closer, and you'll find there's also 2nd Brigade 1st Cavalry Division soldiers. Not the whole brigade, or even a battalion, just one company. 
As we draw down in Zabal province, Afghanistan, and southern, and southern Afghanistan, uh, Delta Company's mission is to secure the FOBs and the routes to uh, make sure that all that equipment and all those people who are at those outlying bases can come home safely. That's the voice of Captain Matthew McKernan, the commander of Delta 18 CAV. He shares his company's mission and what it takes to complete it as the only first CAV unit on the FOB. You have to make sure that lo the logistics of the people who are trying to close the bases are synced in with guys like us who are out to secure it. We're making sure that the, those lines of communications, those main highways that lead to those bases are secure so we can have a successful retrograde. The mission of closing other bases around FOB Apache is hard work, but Captain McKernan is seeing success. We've been able to uh, disrupt enemy activity. Our patrolling has kept them away from those convoys and has allowed for all, all those retrogrades of those bases, the closures of those bases to uh, happen safely without incident. And because of that, these blackjack soldiers are feeling confident about their mission. I think the morale's pretty high. Um, all the missions we've gone on so far have been pretty successful. You know, the guys want to get out there. They want to uh, do as much of their job as possible. And so that's, and that's a good sign, even when they're not on mission, they're constantly pre uh, prepping and training for missions, and so I'd say the morale is pretty high right now. McKernan also shared a message for families back home. Out uh, of the families of the Desperados, uh, your guys are doing an excellent job. Every mission they've gotten so far, they've knocked out of the park, and they can't wait to get home and see you. For America's First Team, I'm Army Sergeant Elliot Valdez. Well, that is a good story right there. Those guys are doing hard work down there. Once again, we are back here. Army Sergeant Elliot Valdez, Army Staff Sergeant Jonathan Hoover. We got Captain Marcus Byrne. He's over here. He, he's he's pulling security over here for us. Is that what's going on, sir? Yeah, that's right. I've got your rifle. Usually, I don't carry one around on base. So we need the muscles, but we have interviews right here. We got uh, some uh, MMA SWA. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How about you? How about you let everybody know who you are and what you're doing over here in Afghanistan? Absolutely. My name is Jake Ellenberger. I'm actually an ambassador for the UFC, and we're on a Armed Forces Entertainment Tour um, with a few of the guys here from MMA Junkies. So yeah. we are just, you know, visiting, hanging out. We're doing some training uh, seminars and just, uh, you know, just making, uh, making some time for you guys to kind of hang out, you know, and awesome. enjoy life. Well, I tell you what, sir, we appreciate it. Is this, is this your first time coming out here? This is. My first time. Uh, is it is everything kind of expected in your head, or you know, not really. You know, you kind of always try to paint a picture in your head, but it, it's never exactly how you see it. Uh, it's 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 just real. You know, it gets real when you actually come here. It's real. <laughs> it, it does. It gets real really fast. And in, in your head, you might picture like, oh, Hueys and you know, and <laughs> guys with their Kevlar's unstrapped and stuff like that. But no, it's it's mm -hmm. this is what we do here. So we're here at the USO uh, on Eastern Bagram Airfield, and uh, you're taking some time get to meet some soldiers. Uh, you're where'd you stop at before here? We were in Manus. Sorry, we were in Manus. That's right, Kyrgyzstan, and. Um, there for a few days and we just got here this morning so um the soldiers you met uh you, nice, nice little response from the soldiers yeah it's I've, I've been we've had a really really good feedback so far you know just everyone's very appreciative and, and just really um you know for me personally it's just it's it's really a pleasure to be out here and in and, and you know just to like take what little time we are being here just to kind of give back and thank you guys for for all your service uh, that's awesome um so while you're out here uh you said you you were training with some uh, soldiers mm -hmm. what was that about um, you know, I think each day we, we're doing like a kind of like a clinic, like a training session. So we're doing two today. Um, we did a, we did a few back in um, Manas, and I'm not really sure how the schedule is, but it's you know it's kind of you know we're kind of bouncing around a little bit, but uh, just doing some technique and then and then training with the 
with, with anyone who wants to join. Oh, really? So you got you got soldiers stepping in with you, just kind yeah, of yeah. doing some technique stuff. Yeah, yeah, doing some some grappling, some jiu-jitsu. You see, you see the so. next up and comer coming out? There, you know what? There, there's a lot of tough tough soldiers that I've been rolling with. I mean, it's it's been fun. It's been cool. You kind of you kind of I feel like a lot of the military, you know, the soldiers are a lot more mentally tougher than the average Joe in the gym. You know what I mean? So they can they might not know all the techniques, but they're they're not going to quit. Right, right. They're not going to quit. Oh, oh! I had a question, real quick. Uh, can you choke out Staff Sergeant Hoover? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my question. I was going to ask me if he could choke you out. I, I wanted to get that in first, so that way. <laughs> That's because you had the microphone. <laughs> no, but seriously, in all actuality, me versus you, what are my chances? Um, it depends what we're doing: MMA fight or. Grappling, submissions, takedowns, yeah, what, do we do? what are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe just more thumb wrestling <laughs> for my safety. You're going to have to explain MMA to him. He oh, I watch it all the time. <laughs> oh, that's that's good stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's that's fantastic that you get to be out here for a little bit and just kind of experience what it's like. Um, the soldiers, I can tell you, uh, they're appreciative every time we have these kind of USO tours that come out here. Um, mm-hmm. We work. Pr- these guys are working really hard out here, and it's, it's a nice little break for them to come out and uh, to meet with y'all guys, especially get to train. I think that's going to be uh, nice. It's just the fact that y'all are going to do that. Are you going to do that again this afternoon? Yes. Um, I'm not sure where at, but we are going to do one. I think here in a couple hours. Oh, in a couple hours. Okay. Right. And get get the next big thing. Okay. Oh, we're Captain Burn. <laughs> I, I don't know if you know Modern Army Combatus Program. Are you familiar with it? A little bit. Yeah. I've heard, uh, I've heard about Colton it. Colton Smith was uh, at Fort Hood. Uh, he was our basically. It's like a lot of Brazilian jiu-jitsu that the army did, adapted just to become our martial arts program. Okay. And he was on the Ultimate Fighter and won the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. But I don't know if you know this. There's four levels. I am level two. <laughs> really? So what are my chances? Probably in a fight? pretty good. Probably better than the average soldier. I, I learned uh, when I was a young kid that I don't like getting punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know what I learned that day one too. I learned just, that early. Just don't get punched in the face. That's my only. Uh, that's my only uh, real goal in a fight. Yeah, and that includes a lot of running away. <laughs> exactly. I, I train as much as I can to not get hit, but it's it's much harder to, to do than actually than besides to think. So. Yeah, as as we covered earlier, when Stitch called me ugly, you know, I'm, I'm not very I'm not very good at the the blocking the punches thing. <laughs> Yeah, block them with my face. You know, this that seems to be the easiest way if you can take that much punishment. Yeah, and that's really, and that's really what it, that's what it's all about. If you can last three rounds with that, loser doesn't the loser still get paid? Oh yeah, boom, the loser still gets paid. <laughs> how much are we talking here? <laughs> well, it just it just depends. It depends how many fights and how much experience you got. So, it it, it gets it, it could be good. It could be okay. You know, I, I might be able to last a few rounds because I've seen some UFC fights where. It appears that's what the guy does. He, he's he's well. He goes into the fight and he looks like he's a little overmatched, so he does a lot of running. Does it, do those type of fighters upset you when they just they just want to run around the ring? Yeah, you know it's it, it gets frustrating a little bit, but I mean, eventually they have to engage, you know. And but yeah, it's definitely fr- you see it more in training, you know, when you spar and guys just wait. It's like you're wasting your time, like. Well, Why'd you come to the gym if you're not, you know, we're not going to train? But if you're not going to get at it, <laughs> exactly. I think there's a common bond that uh, fighters and s- soldiers share. Have you experienced that since you've been here? Yeah, you know, um, I was actually a reservist in the Marine Corps, so um, I never did any combat tour. So I didn't, I really didn't do anything to be honest. But um, so I have a kind of a, a small, small taste of, of, of the military. But 
you know, really just the camaraderie and the respect that we have for, um, you know, at least from my point of view, to all, everyone who serves our country, doesn't matter which branch, you know, there's that mutual respect and, um, you know, really, like, for us to be able to get to do what we do and uh, fight competitively, you know, why, why in the reality is, you know, you guys are fighting every day for, for our country, defending our freedom, you know, and, and really putting your life on the line, so... It's it's very you know it's very inspiring and motivating for us just to see that. There's a there's a lot of uh, soldiers who like MMA who mm-hmm. are really into it. Uh, a lot of who like fighting and it's it's sort of that same spirit of you know, uh, like Stitch said you know you can absorb the pain and continue fighting on without without complaining. So it's, it's sort of that bond that we share as fighters and soldiers alike. I think brings us brings uh, soldiers to MMA and MMA, MMA to soldiers as well. So kind of can would, relate. Absolutely, I would agree completely. Okay, so we are here at the USO, of course, East Bagram Airfield. Uh, A special day today here. We have MMASWA visiting on a USO tour uh, with soldiers, talking to them, signing autographs, taking pictures, all that great stuff. Hope we have Mr. Amir Sadola. How are you doing, sir? Yes, sir. I'm doing very well. How do you you like uh, being over here in Afghanistan, sir? I have been here for under six hours, and it uh, so far is a whirlwind, man. Yeah, this is uh, this is an experience for sure. Crazy, crazy. So, uh, <laughs> what, uh, what? Tell me a little bit about your experience so far with meeting with soldiers. Uh, uh, you know, not to sound cliche, but I just like, mu- like, touched, like deeply touched, like further than I even thought possible. Like, to, you know, like you always hear it, you know, like thanks for your service. You know, you, you know, you know, guys go out there and do things that most people don't want to, but like. Just to see like what you guys do, like just puts it all in perspective. And again, sounds corny, sounds cliche, but that's that's just what's been reinforced with me over and over and over. The more guys I run into, the more guys I talk to, the more I see. Yeah, and you know, the and the other side of the coin is, you know, you got the soldiers here that come to see you and are thinking the same thing, like yeah, you're the man. They got it all wrong. They got it all backwards. <laughs> you know, I I think that's uh, you hear that all the time, and is like when stars come and see us they're like you guys are the real deal but the soldiers like no 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 no. you're the real deal you know we we see you on tv every day well not every day i guess that would be that's a lot of fights that'd be a lot yeah that'd be you get sick of us (laughs) so so when you say it's it's almost kind of seems cliche but that really kind of just sums it up you're saying yeah yeah absolutely yeah like i said you know just kind of you know you you, you, uh, as a civilian like you don't you have some idea but it's obviously like you know unless you've seen it hollywood isn't exactly representative of how things are right not even that you know in my four days overseas uh on bases and things like that i'm that i'm i don't think i'm qualified to you know speak on the full gambit of the military experience but for sure it's uh it's, it's something very different than uh than you think if you haven't seen it so are you familiar with the uh, uh army combatives that w- that we have going on uh i, I don't i think the I marines have like mac p uh, and Army has uh, Army combatives, different levels, one, two, three, four. Um, uh-huh. And it's and it's basically the kind of training with the kind of that mixed martial arts, the grappling, uh, the, the in-close fighting, not necessarily striking. It's kind so of much. like a, a ranked like hand-to-hand. But, yeah, so but but you've gotten uh, to, to work with some soldiers doing that already since you've been here. Yeah. Can you t- tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, you guys can fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you know, I, I've done, you know, not a lot of teaching, not a lot of seminars, but a fair amount. And, uh, you know, everything, everything, uh, all the clinics we've done so far, guys just soak the stuff up like a sponge, just super athletic, dedicated. That's about all you can ask of a martial artist. So they, uh, they fit right in. So, you, and I'm sure there's uh, quite a few of them that are, that are, cause I know a lot of them watch it, but there's a few of them that are really into it. So you have no problem finding volunteers. 
Oh, no, no, not at all. Yeah, everyone, yeah, like uh, today, actually, like, you know, we're pretty tired. I stepped off the plane, but those guys were just looking at us like, yeah, when do we grapple? I'm like, oh, man, I'm so tired. I'm going to get tapped out. They're going to tell me to go home because I suck. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I got him in. I don't know how I got him. He, you've been you've been on a plane for 21 hours, and uh, yeah. it's like, yeah. What y'all do in the ring is kind of representative of what we do, and what we do is is kind of representative of what y'all do. You find a similarity between MMA and uh, military? I don't even like making that comparison because I don't know. Uh, I mean, to say what you guys do is more real is about as understated as it gets. But you know, I, yeah, you know, I guess you could you could make the parallels there, but. And at the end of the day, you know, it's uh, if I if I want to stop, the ref will stop it. But uh, that's not always the case in real life. Oh, so, that's true. That's uh, that's a good point right there. So, do you see like any up and comers in the military? Uh, actually, no, one of the guys I worked out with this morning, uh, he, he uh, was chatting with him a little bit, and he trains with or started with Pat Militech, and he's and he's uh, yeah. It's, uh, you don't even know. He could do Pat it. Militech is, do you? I have no idea who Pat Militech oh. is. It's one of the OGs, one of the MMA OGs. Will you choke out Sergeant Hoover? And uh, he, I bet you can't do it under 30 seconds. <laughs> Probably not. He's got to drop the M4 first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, is there anything else you might want to add about uh, this tour, getting, out, getting to be out here and meet some soldiers? Uh, no, I mean, yeah, geez, what do I say? Um, I'm honored. I mean, if, if, if us being out here helps in the littlest bit, like, you know, I'm... Then, then it's worth it. So. I, can, I can tell you it, it does. Uh, soldiers are very appreciative uh, for y'all coming out here and, and spending just a little bit of time, some photograph time, uh, autograph time. Uh, it's, it means the world to us out here. But we definitely appreciate it, and thank you very much. No, thank you. All right. Well, I tell you what, great interviews today. MMA, SWA, yeah, brother, they're visiting soldiers right here, your soldiers from the Blackjack Brigade. That's wrestling. That, oh, is that? Okay, well, I just got pumped up. My I bad. was pumped up. My, I was pumped up. Sorry. I was pumped up. Well, that's going to wrap things up on this episode of The Deal. Make sure to tell everyone you know just to subscribe to The Deal on iTunes and head to our Blackjack Facebook page to find out what America's greatest soldiers are doing. I'm Army Sergeant Elliot Valdez. Staff Sergeant Jonathan Hoover. Army Captain Marcus Byrne. I was paused because he messed up. He didn't say, he didn't say Army Staff Sergeant. And, and we are out, everybody. Catch us on the next show. Once again, we'll leave you with shout-outs from soldiers to friends and families back home. Second Lieutenant Colin Warren, HHC 2BSCB, 1st Cavalry Division. Shout out to my family out in Michigan, Detroit, Detroit Lions, Detroit Tigers. Hey, this is uh, Justin Nelson, PV2. Just wanted to say hello to my mother and father, my little brother. I love you, Cade. I'll see you in a couple months, all right? Hi, my name is Staff Sergeant Avion Sherman. I'm Charlie Company 1-8 Cav. I want to give a shout out to my wife and my lovely, beautiful kids back in uh, Fort Hood, Texas. I miss you and I love you. So this is Paul Valdez, that's a Kobe 1A. I want to give a shout out to all my friends and family in New York and in Texas. My moms, my dad, and all my, all my, all my friends back in, back in Hood. Keep your hope and prayers for me, thank you. PFC Hudson Kevin, um, HAC 2BSTB. I give a shout out to my family. My friends, my brother that's staying in Hawaii. Specialist Juan Aguilar from Houston, Texas. I want to give a shout out from uh, to my wife, my son, my two daughters, and all my family back home in Houston. You know, praying for me. 
I'm Specialist Hollis, uh, Corbin A. Hollis. Um, just give a special uh, special uh, shout out to all my family in PA. Love you guys. I'll be home in seven months. All right.